HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Big Green Egg, the world's largest producer of ceramic charcoal grills, and also by Springer Mountain Farms, over 300 family farms raising birds in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Learn more at BigGreenEgg.com and SpringerMountainFarms.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We are live from Charleston Wine and Food Festival. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. You can check out our full schedule for the uh, live broadcast Friday through Sunday this weekend at heritageradionetwork.org slash charleston. And you also should definitely check out our Facebook live live stream. Um, thanks a lot to Mevo and the live stream team for hooking us up with this incredible camera. Uh, thanks, Liza Ham for being our incredible camera person. Mm-hmm. And thanks so much to our sponsors today, Springer Mountain Farms Chicken and Big Green Egg. Uh, so this is my co-host, Kat Johnston. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler. We are the hosts of the HRN Happy Hour on Heritage Radio Network. And our guests today are Jason Vincent and Ben Lusbatter from Giant in Chicago. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm so tense. Wait, tell the whole joke. <laughs> so we're sitting Describe inside of we two teepees. <laughs> so we're in two teepees. And I'm too tense. So if you're looking for us at the Culinary Village today, we are in the teepees. The only teepees. I still don't believe that no one's ever said that. (laughs) Well, everybody knows that at Heritage Radio Network, we are usually intense. Um, I hope that by the time you leave, you won't be too tense. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Um, Well, I wanted to just start out and, and see, you know, when did you get to Charleston? What have you been up to and what's coming up for you this weekend? Yesterday, drinking, lots of other stuff. <laughs> we so, got in yesterday. Uh, we, you know, it's like this is the, like the fun thing about these things is like we get to see friends that we haven't seen in a long time. And I've never been to Charleston. Ben's never been to Charleston, so it's all very new and fresh. Um, and you all like to drink, right? And so do we. So yeah. we fit in. What are your well, like? What were your first impressions when you got here? It's really pretty. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good time of the year to be here. Well, our friend Kat, who's off camera, is lives here, so she was showing us around quite a bit and just the touristy stuff, I guess. <laughs> but it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's on your schedule for the weekend? What events uh, are you going to, and what are you setting up? We did a dinner last night at Cyprus with uh, Justin Brunson from Old Major and Craig and all his buddies, and 
Um, that was a lot of fun. Those guys are really great hosts and, and also like to drink. Um, and later today, a uh, demo on the main stage for pasta. And then tomorrow, a lunch out at Fresh Future Farm. Cool. Yeah. What's your recipe for the demo, or is it top secret? No, it's a pasta that we do at the restaurant. Um, it's, uh, I guess, the, the, the main part of the demo is uh, that we crush basil into the dough, the pasta dough. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of show that technique and, like, how to do it and how to really, like, flavor a pasta dough without coloring it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, yeah, we're just kind of pasta nerds. Yeah. Yeah. So the pasta won't be green. It won't be green. It'll be flecked with basil because you just kind of like, you put whole leaves of basil into the dough and then laminate it so it disperses evenly, mm-hmm. but it's still oil that's flavoring it and not like the chlorophyll or the color doesn't mm-hmm. flavor it, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about Giant? You kind of touched on like one dish that you <laughs> do at the restaurant, but tell us more about it. We, uh, you know, Ben and I have been working together for a really long time, and um, this is just, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's cliche, but you, 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 a lot of successful restaurants, the chefs say things like, this is food that we like to eat, you know, and that's what we made. Like, that's just all we do is food that we like to eat, yeah. you know, onion rings, ribs, pasta, things like that. Onion- so Go ahead. They're, they're sim- it's simple foods. Like, you're known for doing fairly straightforward, simple things, but you've also, on the other hand, been getting a lot of buzz. So why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that simple things sometimes are the most popular? They're familiar, you know? I mean, like, we, we, never, we, we, we never set out to do a restaurant that um, was just busy on, like, Fridays and Saturdays. You know, that's no fun. That's, like, a special occasion place. It's, we, we, we wanted a place where you can come on a Tuesday... And just honestly, I'm not going to swear, but like get away from the craziness that's in the world right now and just literally have something on your table that's very familiar, it's affordable, it's, you know, it, it takes your attention at the same time and you don't have to think about how nuts the world is for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on your website, it says that your dishes are slightly chefy. What's the what's the chefy part? <laughs> We're chefs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we gotta like we have to make it um, chefy. You know, it's like it, I don't know. I, I don't. That's the part that's not simple. Like it. By the time you eat it, hopefully you're uh, perceiving it as as simple and familiar and comfortable. But it takes us a long time to figure out how to get it. Yeah. To that point, in a way that you'll experience it the way you want to and the way we want you to. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I hope that um, people at the demo today will be able to get a handle on the, the slightly chefy pasta experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, no matter, no matter how much you dress it up, it's still, it's still flour and eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's nothing else to it. But throwing a little bit of technique and a little bit of, I don't know, th- thought... You know, we're doing a pasta shape that we literally came up with. And there's something to that. That's that's 25 years of experience. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's slightly chefy. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean it's, un, it's, you know, not... You can't execute it at home. Yeah. You know, you should be able to. We just got to think of it first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So can we rewind and can you tell us the uh, kind of the origin story of Giant? I know, Jason, you took some time off um, to be a stay-at-home dad. I believe there was a period of inspirational travel. Uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about the, the earliest beginnings of the idea for Giant and the genesis of the plan for the restaurant. Can I, can I tell the sandwich story? Sure. So we had, so like we had, uh, we were at, at Nightwood, our last place, and um, we didn't own it or anything like that. But we were always like, we had this idea for a club sandwich, just a club sandwich, and it was going to be like just like you would get in a hotel or a you know diner or whatever. But we were going to plate it. We were going to plate it on a stick, right? <laughs> and we were going to have the potato chips with holes cut in the middle, so raw potatoes, cut a hole in the middle, then fry them, and those were gonna be on the stick too. It doesn't matter if it's a good idea, it doesn't matter if it's like ever gonna happen. The point is like that How's day, that happened? It, it might happen. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that day we started thinking about how to do f- just food, you know what I mean? Like, and not, you know, make it, it, it needs to be delicious before it's interesting. And that kind of made that come together. Like it's a delicious sandwich and then it's interesting, you know? And from that day on, we were just like talking about stuff like that. And we matured, I mean, that was five, six years ago. So like we've been talking about food that way. Mm specifically for this long you know mm-hmm. and you gotta have a conver- you, the conversation has to be it has to be a conversation or else you know you're like he's thinking of one thing I'm thinking of another thing and if we don't talk about it then it's a it's a non-starter right yeah right. we've been talking about it that way for five years or whatever but we've been talking about it in other ways for years leading up to that so you know just this constant evolution of working together mm-hmm. can you speak a little bit more about how you guys work together and like like what that process would be like on a day-to-day basis <laughs> it's you know it's it's nobody nobody neither of us are going to sit here and say it's not complicated because it has to be like and we you know the the when we were opening nightwood like ben and i had like a very real conversation with each other about the future of conversations and if we're like, if I piss him off, the deal is he tells me. And if he pisses me off, the deal is I tell him. And if you can't look at somebody in the eyes and say, hey, you're really pissing me off right now and this is why, and it might not get worked through like immediately, but it's gonna get worked through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, that's, it's, a, it's a marriage, you know? Well, speaking of marriages, I think when you were talking about taking a hiatus too to like take, you know, spend time with your family. And I think work-life oh, balance God, is really... <laughs> it's we like, don't it's, talk. But it's really important, <laughs> and it's one thing that's, like, hard for a lot of chefs to, like, find a work-life balance. So, like, why is that so important to you guys? I mean, because it is. I mean, it's, it's the most important thing, right? Like, who wants to get... Who wants their job to be their life? And who wants their life to be their job? I know a lot of chefs who are um, not good at being a husband or not being good at being a wife or a father or a mother and they are sad people and I won't do that and eventually that's going to affect your food like you can only 
maintain that kind of imbalance for so long before you're no longer doing any of the things as well as you'd like to be. Mm -hmm. um, so a little bird told me that you have done some travels that influenced the menu at Giant. Um, I love to hear travel stories. I want to know if you took any trips specifically to create this menu? Uh, no, not, not specifically to create the menu, but uh, yeah, everywhere you go, everybody that you meet, you know, last night we, Craig Deal showed us all sorts of, or told us all sorts of cool stuff about how to use beef tendon, you know, yeah. that I had never thought of. Like, everybody you meet, everything you expose yourself to, you know, comes around eventually. So, mm -hmm. you know, when we were, when we were leaving Nightwood, I just kind of, um, Took a minute and you know did a did a little jaunt around. Yeah. Um, ended up at not staging at but eating at Four Street where JV has a lot of history, so that was really cool for me. Um, went to New York, um, which was yeah I don't know everything everything you see everybody you meet just kind of helps helps broaden your horizons helps get skiers moving in a, in the way they hadn't before. Yeah. What are your some of your favorite eating destinations? We took a trip, Ben and I went together to L.A. just for, like, we ate at Inc., um, Michael Voltaggio's place, mm -hmm. and we went to Santa Monica, and I think, I think we agree, and we went to Animal, which was amazing. Awesome. Um, but we went to Santa Monica, and we went to Rustic Canyon, Jeremy Fox's place, mm -hmm. and I think both of us were just like, this is, this, this is it. This is, this is normal, simple food that's technically perfect you know it's like you can't you can't find anything wrong and it's but you don't you don't sit there and like look at it like study it you're just eating it you're too busy eating it mm -hmm. to like be like what is this you know like because it's so delicious nice well we haven't been to chicago recently either of us so where like when next time we go visit chicago where should we go Obvious. Giant. Obviously. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where else do you guys like to go out to eat? Uh, Momotaro, I think, is, yeah, is one of the best awesome. restaurants in the city. It's a Boca, Boca restaurant, um, but they do... Um, it's Japanese, you know, round-eyed Japanese, and, and uh, it's so delicious. Cool. Any Chicago nightlife tips? I got two kids, and I'm the wrong person um, to ask. Our little, our little corner of the world in, in Logan Square has got a lot of fun yeah. stuff going on. There's a, there's a bar on the corner called Scofflaw that's a lot of fun. Mm, yeah. Um, it's, turning, it's turning into a really fun fun little area. Do you think you guys open the restaurant like at a time when you're on the front end of like kind of a neighborhood period of growth? It's it's been a long time coming. I mean, like the place that we, we both used to work, that's right around the corner called Lula. Um, they are they're like 17 years old now. Is that right? Wow. And they were yeah, they're like absolutely the anchor of the neighborhood. They do amazing job day in and day out. Um, but then you know they were they were also kind of like the only game in the neighborhood for like a solid you know 10 12 years, and then other people started moving in. You know, along came more hipsters and things like that. And, like, the neighborhood is just, like, growing and growing and growing. Um, and now we're starting to see, like, a big apartment complexes and things like that. I think there's, like, something like 2,000 new apartments being built. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not a bad time to be there. But I wouldn't say it's, like, 
there's no market like you know this is the you know new hot spot it's like it's just been that way forever yeah. it's a great neighborhood cool. yeah. any tips for families with kids going to Chicago <laughs> um, well the Maggie Daly Park um, is is amazing I mean you could literally spend all day down there it's like I can't even describe it it's so amazing um, it's acres of places mm -hmm. for kids to play, like right downtown, right on the lakefront. It's gorgeous. Um, the Shedd Aquarium, the Field Museum, like the whole, that whole northerly island area. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I mean, it's a great, great area, you know. Good walking city. Yeah. Yeah. Is Sue the T-Rex at the Field Museum or was she just there? Uh, probably. I, I haven't mean, been back in a while, but I... I believe so. Yeah, I, Sue is the T-Rex. I don't know. Sue is the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. She is the boss's T-Rex. They just found like a 3.7 billion year old, like the earliest um, fossil ever found of like known recorded man. Like it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, 3.7 so cool. billion years. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real fact. Yeah, real fact. We speak real only real facts on here. Network. <laughs> I probably um, messed it up too. I'm like wrong about the radio <laughs> or something. But I think I think it's a real fact. <laughs> if it's on the radio, it must be true in our right. experience. <laughs> we want to give you the chance to shout out um, your last great bite. At a different place. At any place. At any place. Oh man. I got that tendon thing that we had last yeah. night was like just the whole like uh, Craig Deal makes this like. Uh, I guess it was marrow and like pureed beef tendon um, aioli, wow. basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it was. Yeah, it was a mayo that wasn't bound with tendon, but in his word words, it gives you that <laughs> huh. sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> which, in context, is a really great thing. Um, you couldn't eat too much of it. I mean, it's definitely like there, but it's really delicious. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Put that on the list. I'm also adding <laughs> to the list of real words. Definitely right. a real I'll word. I'll be interested yeah. to see how you spell it. Um, and then we also always, always want to give our radio guests a, cha a chance to give big ups to someone in their community or an organization that is doing great work related to the food world? Ooh, um, you know, they, I, my, my big support right now goes to the ACLU. Um, they, you know, it's, 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 it's a direct line to, um, you know, a, a lot of our workforce mm -hmm. um, right. who, <laughs> who might not have representation um, or has fallen through the cracks or doesn't know how to ask for help. Um, they are, if, if anybody needs to, has, you know, a hundred bucks burning a hole in their pocket and they want to donate it somewhere, the ACLU is a really good place to go. Nice. Yeah. Very in industry specific for us right now too. Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, thanks so much. Can you tell our listeners where to find you? In the tents, in the teepees. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, what about on the internet? Oh, uh, giantrestaurant.com. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jason and Ben, for joining us this morning. 
and uh, I hope you have a great time at your demo. Thank you. And enjoy the rest of the festival. Enjoy drinking, uh, <laughs> eating everything. No more drinking. Uh, do, do your exercises. <laughs> <laughs> Keep eating yeah. all weekend. Cool. Um, but we're so glad to have you with yeah. us today. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks for kicking off the festival with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. This is your first this, interview? You guys are the first. Sh- Very first. Shut up. Yeah, totally. Wow. <laughs> totally. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Once again, you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Check out our live stream schedule for Charleston at heritageradionetwork.org slash Charleston. We're going to go to a quick break, and we will be right back. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Big Green Egg, the world's largest producer of ceramic charcoal grills. In business since 1974, they've transformed ancient cooking vessels into modern-day masterpieces. Today, they sell seven sizes of the egg, as well as hundreds of accessories designed to make your cooking fun, entertaining, and delicious. Often copied but never equaled, the Big Green Egg is the ultimate cooking experience. Learn more at BigGreenEgg.com. This episode is also brought to you by Springer Mountain Farms, over 300 family farmers raising birds in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Many of them are second and even third generation. They're committed to doing things the right way. Springer was one of the first poultry companies to forego the use of antibiotics, and they've embraced other humane practices too. In fact, they were the first poultry company to earn the American Humane Association seal of approval. Learn more at springermountainfarms.com.